G'day, it's Hayley Carr here, coming to you from my little riverside cottage in Australia. Welcome to the Super Freak Podcast. I run a boutique coaching agency from right here, my farmhouse, with clients all over the globe. And in this show, I'm welcoming you into my world, into my home, and sharing the powerful philosophies, mindsets, and insights that make super talented, super freaky people able to create crazy good results sustainably, on repeat, and almost effortlessly, so you can do it too. These riffs are inspired by conversations with the incredible people that I coach every single day, which I've been doing for over a decade, and from my own experience as a world champion martial artist. I love destroying big ideas until they're teeny tiny bits of genius that you can take with you, understand, remember, repeat, and use to create miraculous results with ease. You'll learn here about what I call yin-style leadership, keeping the spark and the polarity in your relationships, financial empowerment, slowing down to achieve more, and regenerative, sustainable success in any kind of high-pressure, high-achievement-focused circumstances. So hold on to your hats, folks, and listen out for your insight of the day. I'm going to show you how to become immune to fear, failure, and feeble thinking. And before you know it, you'll be chasing down with ease and enthusiasm what you may have thought was impossible just yesterday. Let's dive in to today's episode. Okay, so here we are, and I have a crackly sexy husky voice today and uh, I'm here to record a podcast for you about a conversation that's been coming up so much in my coaching practice. I think with the rise of political correctness you know and our awareness of what's appropriate I'm seeing so many big-hearted really really powerful great human beings become hyper aware of not wanting to upset people. And it's coming from a really good place, of course. But what I want to talk about in this podcast is what is service versus what is not service. So service versus lip service, actual service, lip service. Now I use this distinction of lip service because what tends to happen is when somebody is a good hearted, big hearted human being, We can tend to want to please our clients. We can tend to want to please our boss. We can tend to want to please our sister and our friends and make them feel comfortable and not mad at us and not uncomfortable. And when you're coming from a place of true service, you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. You have to be comfortable with confrontation. You have to be comfortable with somebody not being happy about what you've said. You have to be comfortable with people potentially being disappointed, potentially projecting their discomfort or their feelings onto you without them even necessarily realizing. And this is part of holding powerful space is being able to hold your own in these kinds of conversations. So a lot of the conversations that I've been having with extremely incredible leaders is I think what's going on, like a little bit of a fatigue around not knowing where it's appropriate to be a little bit more straight up with people and where it's not. And so I say this distinction of service versus lip service to help you define when it is time to actually not worry so much about someone being offended or someone saying 
oh, you're like, I can't stand you. I, I hate that you said that to me right now or someone being upset. So when we set a boundary, a lot of the times, like this is for those of you who aren't in actual service-based businesses. If you are setting a boundary with somebody, say it's a friend or a family member, often what can happen is we say that we're terrible at setting boundaries, but really it's because we don't want to feel even an inkling of a person being slightly uncomfortable for half a second. Okay. They might be uncomfortable for a little longer than that, but we don't want them to be uncomfortable whatsoever. So we don't set the boundary. Then our boundaries are crossed. We show up, we're angry, we're resentful, we're drained, we're exhausted because we haven't set a proper boundary because somebody is crossing a boundary that they don't even know is there because we don't want to set it because we're too afraid of them being uncomfortable. Now, the service piece of this is the understanding that when you set boundaries, it's good for everyone. Like everybody benefits because they get the better version of you. They get the best version of you when you're showing up in a place that feels safe for you. And from a larger, wider, broader perspective, every single time that you set a boundary, and even if someone is uncomfortable in the initial stages of you doing that. So let's say in your relationship, you ask something of your partner and it's kind of uncomfortable to ask that question and your partner doesn't necessarily understand why you need it. Say it's a little bit more time for yourself or a little bit more alone time, or you really love to travel and you like to travel alone and you'd like to keep that in your relationship because it's what makes you feel alive and really happy. That setting of the boundary might be initially a little bit weird and uncomfortable because another person's stuff might come up like what you don't want to spend time with me like is there something wrong with me you don't want to travel with me and that's not always the case this is just an example but it does mean that yeah it's a thing that I need and so what can happen is if we are trying to constantly placate someone's immediate reaction and response to our boundary or our immediate reaction and response to coaching or to the thing that you're doing to help them then we're never actually going to be of service to ourselves, to others, and to the world because we are placating the potential feelings of other people instead of acknowledging what is true for us. And when we're living from a place of truth, it speeds up the inevitable. If someone's not okay with your truth, they will exit stage left pretty quickly. If they are okay with your truth, you'll feel more free to be in that situation and you won't be showing up from a place of obligation. You'll be showing up from a place of excitement and safety and energy and wanting to be there. In other words, overflow. So when it comes to service in coaching and in, in leadership and service-based businesses, think about it like, um, like parenting. Well, coaching is not like parenting, but this is another example. In parenting, a lot of the times parents have to do things that make their children think about when a child or a teenager is a teenager and <laughs> you have to say no to certain things that you just know are not good for this person who doesn't have a fully developed brain at this point yet. And as a parent, your teenager is like, I hate you. How could you do this to me? You're ruining my life. And it's uncomfortable because you love this person. You want them, you know, you want them to feel safe, but you want them to love you. You want them to be happy. And it's that initial discomfort of setting a boundary for the wider perspective, comfort of that person growing up, feeling safe and growing up in a way that feels aligned right? In a way that feels safe for them, in a way that you know is going to protect some part of their nervous system or some part of their psyche or something, right? As they grow up. So again, it's just another example of service as a parent. I could give an 
a teenager lip service and say, sure, do whatever you want. Take the drugs, go and, you know, have a party. Don't think about anything. Don't think about any consequence. Stay out really late, do an exam tomorrow. And that's obviously one way of leadership and one way of parenting. Maybe a teenager will learn on their own what their boundaries are. Probably really effective. And on the other hand, you might think, I'm taking this teenager through this phase and they really don't like me right now, but hopefully when they're an adult, they will understand why I did what I did. And it was protect them, to keep them safe, to make sure that they have the best opportunities that I can give them in life. So when it comes to leadership and service-based businesses, I want you to think about service, not as making a client or a leader or someone that you are leading comfortable. It's not about making people comfortable. In fact, sometimes the greatest service you can give someone is a very uncomfortable situation that they can get through with your support or a very uncomfortable truth that they might be very uncomfortable with in the beginning, but over time, it really does support them for actual, long-lasting, real change. Is that easy? No. No one who really cares about people doesn't feel the feeling of someone not liking them or hating them or feeling uncomfortable. Like we, we want to take away that pain from other people, but there's that really beautiful metaphor of the caterpillar in the cocoon turning into a butterfly. And if you rip the cocoon off and you stop them from being uncomfortable, you actually stunt what is going on for them. So discomfort, well, let's get real. Like discomfort is living. Uncomfortable truths, that's real life. Let's not make mistakes about that. Let's not kid ourselves that everybody needs to be comfortable and safe all the time in order for us to feel like we can grow and we can evolve. And this isn't going to be for everyone, but I'm not for everyone. But some of the greatest experiences that I have ever had in my own growth have been when I have come through the most anxiety-driven, difficult, challenging, stressful, me questioning if I'm sane, my own integrity, like me questioning everything about myself and pushing myself beyond what I thought I was capable of and really judging myself for how I was doing things, that has taken me at the other side of that was better than anything I could possibly have ever imagined had I not gone through it. And I'm talking about through my sport, you know, putting pushing my body to the max. I studied at a university degree that I did not like, but I knew that I wanted to finish and it was so uncomfortable. I put myself through hell to get through that university degree. And even building my coaching practice from scratch. When I started my coaching practice, I had been not working for a couple of months because I was quite sick and I had very limited amount of time to actually work on it, to build it. I didn't know what I was doing and I knew that I kind of had to make it work because at that time in my life, I thought that I would never be able to do anything else. I I thought that I was unable to work in a full-time job at that point in time. I still actually believe that, but for different reasons now. And so when we're coming from a place of service with somebody, we have to understand that sometimes the most difficult things a person is going through, it's not, that's not a bad thing. It's actually a really good thing. We're getting gritty with our subconscious. We're getting connected to our truth. We're getting clear on what we want and what we don't want and what works for us and what doesn't work for us. And it can be such a difficult time. And sometimes as a leader, you need to say things to people that don't make them feel comfortable. It's not because you're mean, even though they might think that you're mean. (laughs) It's not because you're trying to be a complete jerk. It's often because 
that's the thing that will actually help them in that moment. And that's why with so many of my clients, they know like I'm not there to be their best mate. I'm there to actually help them. If that means saying something that's really uncomfortable for both of us, for me to say and for them to hear, but because I know it's going to actually help them, like telling them, giving them feedback about the way that they're showing up in the world or that something that they're doing is like, or I'm not going to work with them because of something that's going on that feels completely out of integrity. Your ability to tell the truth, even though it is very uncomfortable to say, to acknowledge, to hear and to receive for someone else, all for the sake of being able to hold space for what's to come later down the track is everything that defines your ability to be your own version of success, right? Your ability to hold discomfort and to be with discomfort, whatever it may be, whether you're actually in a period of great discomfort in your life or whether it is that you are creating a little bit of discomfort or adding to the discomfort for somebody else and that feels uncomfortable for you, or you've made it uncomfortable and you have to wait until somebody, say a leader or someone that you're leading or someone that you're coaching or someone that is your family has to come around and understand maybe years later why you did what you did. That is holding space. That space, that ability to hold that space in that discomfort for the sake of something that might even be far beyond what this person can perceive for themselves, that is a great sign of actual service instead of lip service. How often do we sit in front of someone and we don't tell them what we really think? We tell them what we think that they want to hear or what we think that they need to hear based on what they're going to, like how we hope that they are going to respond instead of our truth or the truth for us. This is lip service. Actual service is when you know this might be uncomfortable, this might not be good to hear, this might not feel fun to receive, this might also result in people not liking me, this might also result in, you know, a lot of backlash. But at the end of the day, if you can keep a higher overarching perspective of the greater service that it does, the truth speeds up the inevitable. And when you do something that is of true service, everyone benefits even if they don't realize it in the beginning. So I'm going to tell you a story and I'm going to change the characters of this story because I want to protect people's privacy. But this was a personal story from my own life. Someone who was very close to me was in a a situation where they were in a relationship and I had gotten to know this person and like quite personally We'd spent a lot of time or not a lot, a little bit of time together. And uh, I felt very uncomfortable in this person's presence. And it wasn't because they did anything in particular. I was just picking up on some signs that I, after being in an interesting series of um, relationships that were quite toxic, I could see those signs very, very clearly. And this person was really close to me, was madly in love with this person, like absolutely stoked on life with this person. And I was so happy for the person that was in my life that I loved so happy for them because I want the people that I love to feel love and loved and be in love. And what ended up happening was there was one particular situation which occurred, which had me without this person knowing had me absolutely stressed about the safety and security of my friend. It was a very strange experience that happened. It was a very strange moment. They were oblivious to what happened, but I, like my spidey senses went way up, like way, way, way up. 
And I knew in that moment that something was not okay. As some of you may know, if you've ever had a friend who is in a relationship with somebody and they're they're toxic, oftentimes what happens is they're kind of swept up in whatever's happening in the situation. And this person is so close to me that I cannot lie to them. Like the people that are closest to me know that I am as gentle as a hammer when it comes to the truth. And I have often been told by family members that I'm way too blunt at times. But years and years and years later, they would tell me, you know, that thing that you said years ago really changed everything for me, even though it was so difficult to hear that day. And I know that I feel so uncomfortable when I say the truth, but I'm I'm committed to telling people the truth of how I feel. And I'm also okay with being completely wrong about it. But for my own experience of being in a relationship like that, I just saw the signs, the writing was on the wall. And I felt in my heart, like if I didn't say something in that moment, there would be dire consequences for this person that I loved so very much. So when they said to me, what do you think? Like, what do you think of him? And we've been doing this and we've been doing that and da, 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 da. I said to this person, you're not going to like what I have to say, but this, this, and this happened. And it was like red flags. And I have to say, like, I, I, I'm not so sure about this person. And this behavior is very indicative of X, Y, and Z. It was flat out weird. And I was worried for your safety and this person in my life. And I, I want to like tell you all the details, but it's just far better for everyone if I protect people's safety and security. But this person in my life stopped talking to me for about three months. They were upset. They were offended. They didn't know how to take it because this was such a big loving experience for them. And I am so sure that it felt like I was trashing what was going on in their life. And lo and behold, a few months later, that person was in jail. He'd gone to jail. The whole thing came out and it was not good. And it wasn't a case of, I told you so, or anything like that. It was just a case of, you know what? I know that this person is going to feel safe. Like, because they did. This person that I love very much was safe to come back to me and talk to me about what had happened. And oftentimes in toxic relationships, a person feels really uncomfortable to express what's really truly going on for them because they feel ashamed of what's going on. They feel scared of people finding out. They feel worried. They're judging themselves. And so I was one of the only people that this person felt safe and comfortable to come back to, to talk about the truth of what was going on because of what I had said up front that created so much discomfort in that moment. It actually built more trust between us that this person knew that I wasn't going to let being liked get in the way of the truth with this person that I love so, so, so very much. And so we almost dodged a bullet in a way. It was like a really big curveball. It was a very big time in this person's life to deal with, but they were able to get the support. They were able to see what was happening very, very quickly and get out of the situation. And it was because they had truth tellers around them. And it wasn't a case of me going, you need to listen. Otherwise we're not going to be friends or you need to listen. Otherwise, you know, I don't like being called wrong and I'm not going to talk to you. It was a case of, I totally understand that you're frustrated at me right now. And that's okay. You can be as frustrated as you want. And I'm going to be here if it ever is the case that I am correct or something happens. And so I think this story highlights really well how when we are in service to someone, true service, not just lip service, yeah, he's really nice when secretly you think that guy's a jerk, he's weird. 
when it's true service, we have to be willing to hold space for the immediate term or short term discomfort and disruption that it can cause. And it doesn't always have to be as disruptive as this, but I want to use this example to highlight that true service is not about being comfortable. In fact, not really much in life is about being comfortable. Any form of growth, any form of survival, any form of thriving requires a huge amount of discomfort, a huge amount of wondering if you're doing the right thing and questioning yourself and questioning everything that you believe to be about safety and and truth and sometimes even your very own sanity. That's probably a podcast for another day. I know I say that a lot. So true service is not about being comfortable. Lip service is more about keeping someone comfortable, placating their needs, making them feel like okay in the moment so that you can feel okay. And so this episode is really an invitation to you to recognize where if you're not setting boundaries that are very clear because you're worried about making someone uncomfortable, do the thing and set the boundary. And when you do, let me know that you did and I will cheer you on. It means if you're in a leadership position of any kind, tell the truth. And when you do, and even if it causes immediate term disruption, I will celebrate you because I know that feeling and I know that it's a really powerful thing to be able to do in the face of the uncertainty of things never going back to the way that they were. But being loyal to the truth serves everyone and it sets everyone free. So that's the invitation. If you're in a leadership position, think about true service, long-term service, instead of that lip service, which is keeping people feeling comfortable, which is ultimately about you feeling comfortable because true service is not just uncomfortable for another person. It's very uncomfortable for you. Our fears of being disliked, our fears of being rejected or kicked out of the group or left alone or abandoned, they all can come up from this. And again, your experience of success, your version of success, we all define it differently, but success for you, whatever it is, is going to be directly in proportion to how much discomfort you are willing and able to hold in your life and for how long you can hold it and how much you can make that comfortable for you and find new layers of discomfort. So finally, what I'll say is on that last note about being able to be uncomfortable, if you can make a practice that being uncomfortable is not unsafe, and if you can make a practice of being uncomfortable on the regular, soon you'll find that there are not a lot of things that make you uncomfortable. And then you'll start to get excited when you find that there are things that make you uncomfortable because you'll know that you are meeting yourself at different edges and you're showing up as your fullest, most self-expressed, self-actualized self. We need more people in the world who are their fullest expression, telling the truth and free to express themselves as well. We need everyone to be like that. And then it makes communities, safer places to be. It breeds more trust over the long term. It breeds more powerful distinctions, more powerful insights, more powerful teams, more powerful relationships with other people. So being uncomfortable on the regular doesn't always feel uncomfortable 100% of the time. It feels like I'm aware this is an edge and I'm going to go there because hashtag service. (laughs) All right. So if you have questions, please always feel free to message me or ask them. I'm here for that. And I really hope that the message today has resonated with you that service is not just about short term, it's about long term. And sometimes the comfortability factor looks different in the short term for the sake of long term service. I invite you to start setting the boundaries that you need to set and speaking what's true into the 
into the room and into the world and also being comfortable, being uncomfortable, or at least acknowledging that when you're uncomfortable, you're not in the wrong space. Sending you so much love. Ciao for now. Thank you so much for being here and listening in with me today. I'm really grateful to be gracing your ears. Of all the things you could be listening to right now, you're right here with me. So thank you. Now, I'd love to hear from you. What was your one insight of the day? How are you going to apply it? Why not tell me in a review? If you know someone who would love this, please do share it with them. It's the best kind of compliment. So you could take a screenshot, you could tag me on Instagram and be that super freak who shares what's working for you with your world. And if you want more, you might like to check out my website, hayleycar.tv. It's linked in the notes. It's there. You can find out about all the ways we can play even more together. And you can also get a free copy of my book and download a free copy of the Super Freak Self-Coaching Scorecard 2, which a lot of people are having a lot of fun with right now. Remember, everything you want is so much closer than you think. So stay curious, stay open and say yes. I'll see you soon.